Welcome to episode 87 of the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul McGinty. With me, as always, are Ian Sharpley. Hello. And back from a knockdown drag out with the flu, Matt Sharpshooter Casal. Hello. I thought you were going to call me Matt Sharpley. I was like, <laughs> I know. I was like, oh no, we didn't get married. It was the first. He just got sick. I wanted a really good, like, boxing nickname, but Sharpshooter <laughs> was all I could think of. Wouldn't that be Ian's boxing name anyway? Ian Sharpshooter Sharpley. Is that a boxing name? <laughs> I don't think it applies to boxing, though. Why does he? Oh, because he was boxing. He was airboxing. Shadow uh, boxing, if you will. Well, in the knockdown drag out with the flu, should have been, like, what, Matt the Italian Stallion Casal? Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I feel like it was a street fight. It wasn't like an officially sanctioned bout. It was, well, with the, the with, flu. With Tommy Johns out under the train tracks. What's that guy's name? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn. Uh, Tommy Johns is a <laughs> pitcher in a surgery well, for was, your shoulder. It was basically a, a standing eight count for me. But you know what I said? I said, yo, flu. I didn't hear no bell. That's what I said. Ding, ding. <laughs> it is January 5th, 2015. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. First yeah, podcast. Also with you. Yeah. First podcast of 2015. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. And for such an occasion, we're going to preview 2015 in nerddom tonight. All kinds of comics and movies and television talk. Just all kinds mm-hmm. of everything we love about 2015. Right? Do we know that that we're just... We don't know that we love 2015. It might be horrible. A lot of excitement and expectation is going to be thrown around tonight. True. Do you think it's going to be horrible? Let's let's kick it off right there. Ian, what's your excitement and expectation for 2015? Right out of the the gate, huh? Then we'll get to housekeeping. A lot of good things in 2015. Looks pretty promising. I'll give it a. I'll give it an eight. Oh, for what? For excitement. excitement. And what? crazy eights. Excitement. Oh. Expectations. Matt? Matt. It's a ten. It's a ten for excitement. Another year oh. on Earth. Another year alive. Star Wars comes out. Oh, yeah. that's right. How dare you pick eights? I can't pick anything higher than eight anymore because (laughs) I will never, ever live down. No matter how many things I do in this life, I will always and forever be known as the guy who gave Thor the Dark World a nine out of ten. You got slammed for that as recently as a half hour ago. (laughs) Out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, there was nothing that provoked it. He's just minding his own business, eating his chicken tonight. And I'm sorry, that sounded totally racist, but I just meant uh, chicken. You didn't say fried chicken. It's yeah, okay. oh. and watermelon. You didn't go that far, so it was okay. You had watermelon? How I did didn't. I miss that? I didn't. I didn't. But he's just minding his own business, having dinner, and out of nowhere, Dom just blasts him with, hey, remember, idiot, when you said <laughs> Thor the Dark World? Yeah, just, yeah, for real, like, completely out of left field, haymaker to the face text message style. So I, I don't know what's up with that. I mean, I I, I like that kid. I don't know why he's messing Haymaker with me. Haymaker to the face like only the flu can pack. That's true. Are you feeling better? I do. Yeah, I feel a lot better. Yeah. I, thank you guys for holding the fort without me. That was my first episode missed. Yes, yeah. that's true. So now 
There are no episodes that feature every single one of us. We've all missed here and there. Yeah. So. And you know what we never miss, though? We, we miss it sometimes. We miss housekeeping once in a while. With who? With you, Ian with Sharp. Me. That's true. But housekeeping carries on. Housekeeping is an icon unto itself. Ah, that's true. It's not it's about the man. The... It's about the mythology. It's a staple of the show. Matt was awfully sick this week. If you want to... <laughs> wow, already and, forgetting and, and the podcast. And awfully thirsty. If you want to send your well wishes to Matt, go to the Facebook page. We have a Facebook page where you can communicate with us and talk to us about the things that happen on mixsauce.com, the reviews, the web comics, the podcast, all the goodness. You can respond to us on mixsauce.com, but... A lot of our fans prefer the Facebook page, that kind of interaction. They already have it on their phones. They're already liking kitty cat videos and angry black women at McDonald's videos. Was that unbelievable or what? Pretty crazy. So you can go to the Facebook page. You can send us any kind of comments that you have about the show. You can tell Matt, hey, we missed you last week. That show was a piece of shit without you. I hope you get better. You can say things like that. Or you could say, hey, it's a lot better without you. Fire that asshole. So glad he got sick. Things like that. You can say those things too. Yeah. On the Facebook page, as recently as a few minutes ago, we got some uh, some feedback on our last episode. Uh, <clears throat> we were told by a new fan, I'd have to say, um, Janine, that she really liked Big Hero 6. I think we trashed Big Hero 6 last time. A correct- Did we trash it? I think we said or that we- were we on the fence about it? I think maybe we were on the fence about it. We said we didn't have any interest, maybe. A correction on Rise of the Guardians. The villain is pitch black. It's not Tom Hiddleston. It's Jude Law. God, but he does his best Tom Hiddleston impression. And she also says her favorite Christmas movie that isn't really a Christmas movie, Iron Man 3. Horrible. For all that sexy Robert Downey Jr. goodness. All that is... sexy Robert Downey Jr. freewheeling and dealing with his dialogue. It was essentially... A sketch show for him. Well, that it was, was Iron Man three at the improv. That was her opinion. She liked it a lot. Watches it while she's wrapping presents. So thank you for the feedback. And all the fans can go to the Facebook page and provide us with great personal feedback like that. We we like to hear that kind of stuff. You can go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. You can go to Stitcher, stream the show. Podomatic. Also, you can download and stream there. And for the classic episodes, go to Libsyn. McSauce Podcast at Libsyn.com. Lib, L-I-B-S-Y-N. And I think that's all we have for housekeeping tonight. We're going to talk about all the great things that we have to look forward to in 2015. Nothing but bright sunshine and happy days. Super optimistic here on the McSauce podcast. We don't trade in negativity. That is not our currency. We don't. So, Matt. Ian, what do you got? Were you going to ask something? What, what are you excited about in 2015? Oh, Besides yeah. Star Wars. We'll get to that later. All right. So, <laughs> I, 
you know, I remember when we did this show last year. Um, it w we were talking about what are we excited about in 2014, and I, I remember I said, eh, not a whole lot, really. I'm excited to get through it so we can get to 2015. This is the year. This is the year I've been looking forward to for a year, and it's finally here. And I don't mean to rhyme, but, but that's just do. the way it came out. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year. I feel it. But when I said it last year, when I was like, man, I can't wait until we get to 2015, that's when I thought that the Batman Superman movie was going to come out, but that got pushed to 2016. So there's always something on the horizon to look forward to. However, this is the big year for me, obviously, because of Star Wars. But beyond that, uh, I think there's, there's a handful of... Uh, Feature films that I'm really excited about. Obviously, Avengers 2, which follows up. Are, are you excited about that? Seems like you guys kind of pan that whenever we had the trailer and we watched it together. And you guys um, were like, well, eh, I don't know. The, the Should we even talk about this little indie flick? Excited for it. However, the trailer probably did knock me down a point or two in terms of excitement. I don't think that it... It made me more excited, that's for sure. It didn't do that. Well, there's two There's two big... Uh, in <clears throat> overall media, the two big tentpoles this year are Avengers in May and Star Wars in December. You know, there's some pretty cool comic stuff and TV stuff that's going to be going on. And there, there's, gonna, there's a shit ton of movies that look really good coming out this year. But those two are, I, I think, the, the big guns. Yeah, I would agree. For sure. I, I think that those are on top of everyone's list most anticipated movie. But you're not anticipating Avengers. You're like, eh. No, I'm excited. I, I'm legitimately excited. Um, I'm going to go opening weekend, uh, which, as I get older, I find to be less and less necessary. It's like, yeah, I can wait. I feel the same way. Um, the fact that we went and saw The Hobbit the day it opened yeah. was a rare occasion anymore. And by the way, have we all seen The Hobbit now? I haven't yet. I'm still waiting to see it. Probably this you week. You are a sorry, sorry excuse for a human being. I just went to see Mockingjay yesterday. So is that even in the theaters? I think that it probably is out of the theaters today. Oh. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Were you the, the I waited for the I waited for the last showing. <laughs> so I'll go see The Hobbit this week. But yeah, man, it, it it takes a lot to get me to the theaters opening weekend or even even the second weekend. It, it's hard because there's so many things going on. I'm a yeah. busy man. You are got a, busy a lot man. of a lot of spinning plates, as they say. <laughs> now, for me, I, it used to be a semi uh, common occurrence for me to go to a midnight premiere for a movie, and I I started that shit with like Star Wars. But, um, but, but the the big movies have warranted it for a long time. Like I would I would like I expect us to go see Star Wars it, for the I, midnight show. Th th yes, that is a game. But I think that's that might be the last set of movies that we go to the midnight showing. Like I don't think that we're gonna do that for Avengers. We'll pick some afternoon matinee on the weekend. I like a nice ten thirty Saturday morning. An early like. wake up. <laughs> you yeah. like to have popcorn like and coffee? Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I like a nice Saturday morning. It's it's way less crowded and you have you know afterwards you can go get lunch. 
I think there's something to be said about that. I would prefer like at least a noon kind of show so you can still do your late lunch, but it's still not kind of obscene to have popcorn at the theater. Like if you're at a theater at 1030, popcorn is unacceptable. I disagree. Anytime you're at the theater, it's okay to have so popcorn. So when you're at the theater, time is no longer a factor. You enter no, the twilight zone. It's like zone. a casino. It, it's, yeah, all time melts away. Okay, all right, fair enough. You're there. You typically have popcorn. As soon as I walk in and I smell that popcorn instantly, no matter how many times I've told myself, oh, I probably shouldn't get the big one, I go and get the giant bucket of popcorn. Just on the rare occasion that you finish it all and need a free refill. Oh, no, I, ne I, I never go back, though. But you just Because you never finish it. That's their plan. I know. That's their shtick. It just looks like it's only a quarter more. It looks so good, it's gigantic. You can put your whole head in it. It's true. But Matt, you're not a popcorn guy. You're a candy guy. That is incorrect. Serious? I am a popcorn guy. You to are always bring candy down places. to the kernel, if you will. <laughs> you are always. He's got candy. butter running through his veins. Mm -hmm. I love some popcorn, popcorn, man. Yeah? The second I walk in there, man. I'm the same way. Me but, and Sharply are gonna share a popcorn when we go see Star Wars. We might watch for that big dick he pokes through the bottom. I, is I, that what you do? That's what I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The butter is perfect <laughs> lubricant. That was filthy. I'm, but, sure, I'm sure we said we've said dirty things on here before. We've been doing this. Two, this starts year three, season three of the Sauce Podcast, and I know there's been filthy stuff. Blood creamer on its own is uh, super filthy. But that was whoever that was said really that gross. should be that fired. That bit about the butter was really that fucking was, gross. That was me. You're welcome. But, yeah, Star Wars, I feel like, is the last of a dying breed of midnight showing movies. I can't wait for the energy. I might bring a lightsaber. I might dress up. Who knows? You never know. But I'm, I'm really excited for Star Wars. And, and to go and have that experience one more time and relive, you know, our, now, our, our youth. Now, you guys, and I kind of wanted to save Star Wars a little bit toward for the end, but we're going light speed ahead here right we can probably still save it for the end because we're, we're talking joint big movies avengers star wars trips to the theater ah, not necessarily movie. star wars well you know what in that case let me save what I, where i was going with this for a little bit later plenty of time for this week or a long time a ago long this time week. ago this week <laughs> Max Max out. Out. there you go so Avengers, Avengers though that is in your excitement's a six, two, sixty-two. It's a um, I would say it's a a solid seven, maybe an eight, on a good day. Um, as of right now, like I can't I can't just go talking about Star Wars and then come back to like Avengers and like kind of fake it. You know what I mean? Like it's a seven, it's a seven. Yeah. Um, do you expect it to be a seven? I yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I well, I guess be that, I guess that leaves room for it to blow your mind. It could. I I I really hope it doesn't rest on its laurels, um, and try to repeat too much of Avengers one, because in this is my opinion. I'm not gonna jump on you. <laughs> Avengers one isn't holding up as well as I think maybe we thought it was going to. I've seen it a little bit recently, 
and I, I think it's a little like too cute for itself. It pats itself on the back kind of a lot, um, and I think there are better Marvel movies. I agree with that. I think the just the straight up plot is really straightforward. Not a lot of um, twists and turns on that no, ride. It, you pretty much know beginning to end where you're going, and it's the the intrigue is let's get this team together. Right, and hopefully now that, that a lot of that business is taken care of for the sequel, the sequel will really push the story forward. Hopefully, it will be that Empire Strikes Back to the to the <clears throat> Avengers. But given, I approach this one with a lot of trepidation because of the way the Marvel movies do follow that template, and there has been very little to really shake my opinion in that that it's not going to be a little bit of more of the same. And I I want them to really blow it out. And people will point to Captain America: The Winter Soldier like, oh, this was different. And yeah, it was a little bit, but it's. More the exception that proves the rule, other than look at Marvel branching out and breaking out of their system. I, yeah, but it still retained a lot of the same like kind of vibes and tropes. Right, that, and it wasn't it. It was just a little different. Yeah, but and 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 where Marvel, and that's what they did with Guardians as well. It certainly was a different genre. It was a pretty you know sci-fi film. But it still had all the comedy that you would expect. It had all the lightheartedness that is in every single Marvel movie. I rewatched that, by the way, Guardians. I'm excited to rewatch. I, yeah. I got it for Christmas. I haven't checked it out yet. Again. Um, like that one, not quite as perfect as I feel like it's been made out to be. I think I noticed a lot of chinks in the armor the second time through. Man, well, I know. I know one thing that sat less and less well with me as time went on is the dance-off at the end. It, it's bad. It really is. It's like, it was it was on the same level as turning Mandarin into a punchline. Um, you have your big climax, and as a diversion, you did the dance-off just for a laugh. Like, come on. Like, I can understand... You create the diversion for the villain, so that way it gives you a chance to like get your super gun and shoot him. But like, couldn't you do it in a way that's kind of less dumb? I wish that they would have gotten more into, and this is with all of the Marvel movies that feature Infinity Stones or gems or whatever they're calling them. I wish they would have gotten more into the dynamics of what that particular gem does. They all just seem to be power this gems. one melts her face off and explodes and and the some blue of the... one gives you mind control what's the other one the red one oh the red one makes you evil right i don't know i don't I remember think you would know mr thor the dark world <laughs> i don't know i've only watched that movie once yeah i thought the ether got in your shit and made you bad it might i don't remember I don't remember either. I don't remember, but... but Not much staying power. You don't remember either. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh! But I mean, the, the purple gem melts your face off. The melt your face off gem? They should have gotten, gotten a little more in depth with it. So and that would be my problem. So basically, like, it's, it's a Steve Vai. It's a face melter. Yeah, totally. Wow. Infinity gem is a guitar solo. Uh, I, I feel like... 
I feel like all of the Marvel Studios movies are never on TV. I feel like I never fucking. Are you catch serious? Those They're always on TV because you must not watch FX ever because they play. Yeah, but no, when I when Iron Man, Cap, every Thor, time I all have the time. FX on, it's always Spider Man or X Men. It's not. It's never the Marvel Studios movies. I feel like I've. I stumbled, those are on all the time, dude. I feel like I stumble across Man of Steel on some channel all the time, but every time really? it's a Marvel what channel. It's yesterday I watched it on Cinemax. But um, the, with the Marvel stuff, it's always one of the Spider-Mans, one of the X-Mens, Fantastic Four. It's never the ones that I want to see. I feel differently. I think that I'm always seeing the first two Iron Mans. They play Captain America a whole lot. And Thor is on there a ton. Because watching Man of Steel yesterday, I was like, fuck. Those idiots are going to be like, well, you purposely looked for that one. You did. That's why. No. You took your fancy schmancy Cinemax, <laughs> your premium station. And I was like, those assholes are going to think I purposely seek this movie out. And of I was like, the, but you know, I haven't, I just had haven't a, seen them. Of all the premium stations to own, why would you own Cinemax? Does it, it comes in a bundle, I'm sure. I own all of them. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. And I was big was, TV guy over here. I was Did putting, you hear how he said, I own all of them? It's a condescending. I own all of them. I was putting something on for background noise. And I was just flipping through movie channels. See, that's what he can what do with on. his premium channels. As, as I was... no object to him. They're just background. As I was to me. throwing $100 bills in the fire to warm my hands. I needed something to just fill the dead air. So I used this premium cable station. As he put his fur coat on and laid down. <laughs> to take a dive in his Scrooge McDuck pool of money. Uh, that was pretty good. <laughs> Paul McDuck. So if, yeah, I feel like I never see those on accident, and I'm pissed because I want to watch a lot of those again, but I don't want to go buy that like five hundred dollar. You don't have box of everything. You don't have them, like the. You didn't buy them as they came out. No. Mm -hmm. Huh. That's weird. No, none of I them. I usually make a point to even if it's. It, it, any comic book movie, I'll buy. If it's on sale for 15 bucks or $10, I mean, I don't have tons of money or anything like that, <laughs> but I don't have premium channel money. At some point, I got out of it because I have the first two X-Men's, I have the first two Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's, right. and I guess after that, I was just like, hey, I'll get around to it, and then I never got around to it. Yeah. Yeah, as they come out, I usually pick them up just to have them if... One day I'm sitting around doing nothing. Want to put on Thor: The Dark World? Check it out. Who knows? Do you own it? I do, but I honestly haven't taken it out of the plastic since I bought it. Now, is that on purpose? Because you just can't bring yourself <laughs> because I'm so traumatized. No, no, no. It it isn't. I just like didn't you can get around even to look it. Look at it on the shelf. Every time you pass it, you feel like it's looking at you. Yeah, it's eyes. His eyes are following me. <laughs> No, I'm going to watch it soon just so I can, you know, shake the stigma of... It'll be so funny when you come back and you're like, guys, I'm telling you, it was a nine. <laughs> He's going to go into it like, you it's know a what? It's ten. I expected this to suck. I really did. But I really fucking liked it again. <laughs> a man with conviction. I don't know. This movie has been beat to shit by so many... Not just you guys. <laughs> not just you guys beating, beating me up personally, but... 
I've read a lot of reviews. I've listened to a lot of podcasts where they kick the shit out of For the Dark World. <laughs> well, we're I'm not like, kicking the shit out of the movie I, so much as, as my. No, I understand. I understand. So I, I like The Dark World. Mm-hmm. I loved you just weren't. It was well, great. Give it a nine, right. because I'm a sane person. <laughs> So, so um, yeah, Avengers looks like it's gonna. It may repeat a lot of the things that what other, all Marvel movies do. It, it does, and, and and the thing is, the trailer in particular made me think. At least with like the action set pieces and things, really made me feel like, man, this is gonna be so similar to the first one. And it's like I don't want the same thing. There's nothing worse than getting like a rehash of the first one comedies are especially guilty of that where they recycle the same jokes well this is kind of the same rather than jokes although they might do that because let's face it avengers one was kind of a comedy anyway like guardians of the galaxy was but please please tone that shit back that's what they really need to do the one thing that we can all stand by is that every time we go into marvel movies we always have fun we come out and we say wow i really did enjoy that movie captain america we had a good time with this year same with Guardians. But none of them do we come out, unless you're Dom, I think, where we're just like, this is a game changer. This one <laughs> is fucking unique. But for real, Dom loves these. He he did it with Cap. He did it with Guardians. Um, I didn't see Avengers with him, but I bet you he'll... I bet you he'll come out and give Avengers 2 a 10. What did he watch three times... In a day. Oh, that's recently. right. Well, no, it, it wasn't Winter a soldier. Day. Was it a day? It, it might have been two days. It was... Yeah, you guys give me shit, but I'm not the maniac. Whatever the Just time frame was. <laughs> marathoning was... movies back to back to back to back. It was either Cap or Guardians. I think it was Cap. The time was frame Cap. was real short. It was Cap 2, I think. He's a big Scott Pilgrim guy as well. And I know for probably a month out of his life, that's all he watched. Scott Pilgrim. Great movie. I only saw that once. But I just watch see it that once. Again. That was a I very own it. unique movie. I'll, I'll let you borrow I, it. I actually have it digitally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay. So, are there any sleeper hits when we look at the schedule of 2015 films? Anything that you guys are want to see that might be out of the ordinary? Um, Anybody want to go see Selma with me? Huh? 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 What is that? It's a Martin Luther King biopic. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm well. I'm curious about Jupiter Ascending. I only saw the one trailer. I think it's the only trailer out for it. It looks fucking insane. I don't even know what it's about. All I know is Channing Tatum's in it, and he has elf ears and a terrible, terrible goatee. But it looks weird enough to be kind of good. Well, there's a couple things that make me <clears throat> approach it with trepidation. Channing Tatum, one of them. However, I will say, with a lot less trepidation, after having seen Foxcatcher, he's a better actor than I gave him credit for. I don't know what Foxcatcher is. It's the movie about uh, the DuPont who... Uh, John DuPont. John DuPont. The heir to the DuPont Plastics dynasty. The yeah. paint guy? Isn't it... Pl- is it? I think is it's plastic it chemicals plastic? or something. Um, yeah, he was this multi-billionaire, maybe even trillionaire, um, lived on a, on a, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a 
plantation or something. And there's all kinds of, like, there's the main house and a whole bunch of other houses on this property. And uh, the thing that he wanted to do more than anything was he wanted to basically be the coach of the American wrestling Olympic team. And uh, he brought some people onto his property where they trained and worked out and everything. And eventually, over time, he just became more and more nuts until he shot and killed, uh, like, one of the nicest guys, an Olympic gold uh, gold medal winning wrestler. It's David a real Schultz. It's a real. I didn't see it. I wanted to check it out. It's a real dark theme to this movie. Dark Steve theme. Carell is the main guy, and I don't think anybody's ever seen him play a role this twisted before. Everybody w- was incredible in it. Mark Ruffalo was David Schultz. Uh, Channing Tatum was Mark Schultz's brother, and then Steve Carell was uh, was John Dupont and. After seeing it, I went on YouTube and watched videos, and I was like, oh my god, like, they just, these actors became these people. It was really something. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that movie over the last few weeks, but this oh. is, I never bothered to look it up. Oh, you see, that's why you know what we're talking about. Right. Okay. Yeah, so it was good, though. It, it was, I mean, it's definitely, like, if, if you're ever questioning whether any of those three guys can act, see that movie, and you'll you'll change your opinion now this film is a film from the uh creators of the matrix jupiter rising yeah jupiter jupiter ascending ascending jupiter ascending Ju- yeah. now this movie was going to be a summer movie this past year um there they were showing trailers for it in the early like uh springtime or something uh, i think it had an original like july release date and then, I don't know, maybe a month or so before it came out, maybe a little more, they decided to push it back to 2015. And um, I just thought, wow, I really couldn't possibly care less because it looked like shit. It really looks bad. The only thing that I like is the pedigree, the Wachowski siblings. Maybe I need to watch that trailer again because I saw it before, I saw it in the trailer in the theater before some movie, and it looked... Like, I don't think it looked terrible. I, I think it looks really fucking We've got Mila Kunis as a star in it. Sean Bean is also in this film. So you have some actors that have done things that we like. True. Although, Mila Kunis, I never think, man, if only she would be, like, the main hero in a sci-fi epic. Well, this is a hero's journey. It, it is. You do like the hero's journey. It is, but I tend to not like girls in the hero's journey no no i tend to not like when they take um when they blend like the real world with the sci-fi like fantasy world so is that much it's okay to take luke skywalker off of an alien planet into the bigger alien world but taking someone from earth into the greater world is is that that what this is yeah she's well she was like part alien or something born on earth but she's like the heir to some right she's like some kind of chosen yeah whatever now i i think that i see you're trying to bait me a little no no well that that was the first thing i thought of because the way you made it sound was that if they come from earth bad and i'm with you a lot of the time like once shit comes back to earth i'm out but keep it keep i think i think that's one of the reasons i like star wars so much is because it's all fictional it's all out in space 
like Masters of the Universe. The old I knew Dolph you were Lundin gonna go movie, there. Should have should have been entirely on Eternia. Agreed. Out in space. Right when when you start blending like our reality that we know with like a fantasy reality, I I find that jarring and I don't enjoy that. I I feel like I can't fully immerse myself in the fantasy. Um, and making the Star Wars comparison, eh, I don't think it's very fair because Star Wars, yes, you're taking Luke off of his planet, but he's fully aware there is a universe out there that he can go explore, whereas Mila Kunis only probably knows Earth as her reality. Well, on a smaller scale then, what about Harry Potter going from the normal world to this crazy wizarding world? That I like. That that works. Is it for all me. because it's contained on Earth? I don't know. I don't I I think I'd need to kind of sit on that and think about it. But um Come back that, for episode eighty eight, folks. Yeah, right. What is this? Is this eighty seven? Is it eighty seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is eighty. Okay, so um but that was a really good comparison, though, that you made, Paul, with Masters of the Universe. That kind of... That was jarring. I'm trying to think of some other good examples of just... The last Starfighter? They take the kid oh, off of Earth. Kind of, yeah. Throw him up into space. Yeah. Because he's great at video games. Wasn't that our dream, though? All of us as kids. You're great at a video game, so naturally you're going to win the war. <laughs> that wasn't that great of a movie. I saw that about five years ago. Not wonderful. I don't even remember loving it so much as a kid. Because had, as a kid, you had Star Wars. What do I need the last Starfighter for? Yeah, it's like the GoBots version of fucking Star well, Wars. Well, slow your roll, son. There was always a place for GoBots there among was, the Transformers. There was some creepy yeah, they shit were in, in the, the bottom last. of your toy chest <laughs> under the regular no, no, you could just you could Balls. fold them into yeah. Transformers Deep Universe. No, you know what? I'm just teasing GoBots at their expense. I like GoBots. I liked GoBots better than Transformers because I could transform them. Were they really that hard, Transformers? I don't remember they them being that me. difficult. I was not a very dexteri- dexterous child. Dexterous. Dexterous. Dexter is. Dexterous. De- wait, what is it? Dexterous. Dexterous. Yeah, I wasn't a dexterous child. I was He-Man, where all I had to do was pull his arm back and watch his hips swivel. Like, that that was enough. Like, I didn't need to build shit. That's all just, you did was just watch like his your hips adult swivel. Life. Yeah, what? Just like your adult life. I'm not dexterous in my adult life. No, you're pull pulling... his hand back and watch his hips swivel. Yeah. If you put the Transformer Trailbreaker in front of me right now, I could not transform it. Every other Transformer in the line, I could bang it out with my eyes closed. Just by feel of the fingers. Jazz the was pretty difficult. was a hard fucking figure to transform. Any of the... Like Starscream... Uh, easy. He was easy. All the little cars, All the little guys, easy. those were like... Prime, easy. The Insecticons were pretty easy, I remember. Megatron creeping into difficult territory because he was so spindly. Yeah. But we digress. What this was isn't the, um, the Transformers Difficulty Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was <laughs> What was the GoBot, the main good guy, the the Leader uh, One. Yeah. Leader, Leader One. one. He and was the bad... super fucking easy because all you had to do is take the top of the airplane and like 
and it was on a hinge, bend it down, and he was pretty much transformed. I could do that shit easy. The bad guy, Psykill, was pretty easy as well. He was a motorcycle, well. right? Mm -hmm. Bend his legs, clip the tires in there, good to go. He looked good, too, I thought. I, I liked the way I that Psykill looked. I thought they all looked good. Like, I thought Crasher was a really cool character. I was thought Crasher was cool the she was a chick. chick yeah. Yeah, Copter. Like, all the main GoBots were really cool characters. Then it branched out, and they got kind of corny, but, like, the core, um... <laughs> couldn't take it seriously anymore. I, f I forget what they I forget what the good guys and bad guys were called. There wasn't anything so iconic as Autobots and Deceptor. It was like the Protectors and the Renegades. Yeah, Does maybe, that sound yeah. right? Yeah, yeah that does sound about about right. right. I'm sure Janine will let us know if that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, bring that heat tonight. <coughs> 2015, taking no prisoners. Also, another film coming up: Mad Max Fury Road. I. Can honestly say that I've watched little of the Mad Max series. Don't have any kind of real feeling about the early films, but this looks pretty badass. I'm excited. I've never for this. seen the first one. I've never seen any Mad Max film ever. Me neither. Have we all seen the trailer for this one? Yes. Yeah. It looks crazy, it looks and cool. I'm I'm in. And I think it's uh, it's cool that the same director is going back and revisiting his, his yeah, previous work. Yeah, that is work. pretty cool. See what what he can do with today's technologies and advances um it, we're not getting a whole lot of um uh like post-apocalyptic stuff no it's a lot of futuristic in this world everybody's the same and everything is you know controlled by a big brother type entity uh, but like yeah dystopian yeah I guess. I mean, is that what we would say? That's how no, we look at the Hunger Games? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, they're... Dystopian to me is like Terminator. Yeah, dysto dystopian I guess that's also apocalyptic. The dystopian is when everything's fucked up, like the future and days of future past. But stuff like The Giver and Hunger Games, they live in a utopian society, not District 11. But it's like... But a the closer you get to the core, like, that's... Like, it's peace on Earth. Everything's happy. Same with <laughs> The Giver and Divergent. Like, yeah, Divergent's like a shit. totalitarian government all as the, opposed to, like, a dystopian future. Yeah, world. it's like a false utopia. Right, but it's that's, not what, like, that's why I'm calling them dystopian. Yeah, but I think there's a difference. Because mm, dystopian is clearly shit is bullshit. But you don't know shit's bullshit in these young adult movies until you get into it a little bit, and then you're like, oh, fuck. Right, that's where the disc comes from, but like the opian part of it, uh, that that's like where everything is great and peaceful, and but it's just a smoke screen. I don't know. Maybe we're gonna have. But to but you don't like you you don't feel like we're getting a lot of apocalyptic post -apoc stuff. Like I think we can agree. Post apocalyptic. This is post apocalyptic. Is fucked up. Yes. And dirty. It's dirty as shit. No soap. None. No soap. Very, uh... Very little deodorant. Very, very little. Yeah, yeah and uh, watching this Mad Max trailer, you can just smell the stink coming off of these characters. Right. And I was shocked to see, um... I'm pretty sure To that realize Nicholas Holt was the one guy driving one of those cars. Because yeah. he looks totally unlike himself. Is, uh... Is Mel Gibson in this in any capacity? Um, I don't see anything I don't for so. him. People I mean, Tom Hardy's the main guy. Shalice, they're on. 
like to smell her stink in this. Ew. Yeah. Come on, man. What's wrong with you this year? <laughs> this year? It's the fucking buttercock thing and now this? <laughs> Fuck. <coughs> yeah, the, the style of this movie, the way the trailer was put together, with like just the big heavy text, you know, falling for the actors and the title and everything, looks pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also feel like this is a movie of all intentions of going to see that I will never. This is this is this year's Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, I'll like, never we'll talk Godzilla. about it, and then we're like, eh, I don't really feel like it. So speaking of Godzilla, do you guys think we'll make any wagers this year? Is there anything that we're like totally disagreeing about, like that we know of? Not on the surface, no, and especially no since I lost that bet last year. It was close. It was not. It was leading up to it. When does when does Mad Max come out? I don't know. I just had it up, but then I summer film it's right early summer? right. I thought it was in the oh, summer. Oh, it's uh, May fifteenth. So Tomorrowland comes out the weekend after that. I don't really looks know what that's neat. about, but it looks really cool. Isn't it the Disney theme park? Yeah, by uh, Brad Bird whose only live-action directing uh, credentials belong to one of the Mission Impossible movies, the the Ghost Protocol one, I believe. Which was really good. I've heard that. It's Isn't that... Is that the one with um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain? No, that's the third one. I forget who the villain is in the fourth one, but it's the one where the big set piece is there in Dubai... There's a big skyscraper, and Tom Cruise is running on the face of this skyscraper at the top. That's, like, the part from the trailer. Uh. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in the third one that J.J. Abrams directed, Mission oh, Impossible. Okay. So, yeah, man, that series has had some pretty legit directors. It had, well, I don't know who did the first one, but then you had John Woo did the second one. Which is like super, super over the top, like melodrama, uh, like gunfights on motorcycles. Right. He makes like Michael Bay look, you know, like like an art house thing. Um, Whoa. And then and then you had J.J. Abrams, who yeah, he's, he may make an okay movie once or twice in his life. And then you, you better hope that he makes I hope so. one more, right? <laughs> you know, I, going back to Star Wars, uh, there was there was I recently read a dug up quote from when JJ was promoting um, the second Star Trek movie, and and he was trying to like quell the the rumors that that Benedict Cumberbatch was con, and he went to lengths to talk about how. He's not con. You know, I really wish that people would settle down with this. It's almost funny to read people saying that he's con, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a week later, the movie comes out, he's fucking con. Right. Like, when you do that, you you don't have credibility anymore. You lose it all. But he's been pretty quiet about the Star Wars stuff. Like, there haven't been... Quiet, but at the same time, they are. I feel like they are going to lengths to keep this shit under wraps like this movie's been filmed it is done like in terms of like they've filmed it it's it's done now they're just applying effects to it and we don't know anything i mean aside from what they really showed us in the preview 
That's it. It's that Disney know. lockdown. I, that's d- the J.J. Abrams lockdown. So Tomorrowland's probably going to fall under <clears throat> something we're interested in that we will never get around to see. True. I think I might yeah, what are that. those movies that we're going to hype up and then never go see? Tomorrowland, Mad I, Max. I, I would like to make a concerted effort to go see Mad Max, but I think Tomorrowland is going to fall under... We'll never get around to. Same with Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Zombie Beavers, I think, is one that we're going to hype up and what? just never see. You know what one I think actually looks really good? And and I didn't see anything for it, but the trailer was super cool. It's the, um, the, the Hateful Eight, Quentin Tarantino's latest movie. Isn't it a, a Western-themed with, like, a bunch of... I don't even know what the premise is. I, I think it's a group of, like, bounty hunters. This is the first I'm hearing about this. Oh, okay, you'll have to check out the trailer. It, it's the trailer is just kind of like a... It it, it's a real graphic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it has, cool like, music. nooses that come down. Channing Tatum, Samuel Jackson, of course, Kurt Russell. Um, I don't know much about it, but I'm always in for a Quentin Tarantino movie, so we that'll briefly, be something. We briefly touched on this uh, before we started recording Ant-Man in July. We'll go see it. I'm sure we'll go see it together. Yeah. I'm not all that excited about it. We just watched the teaser trailer, the ant-sized trailer. I'm rolling five and five. Five sound. Middle of the road. Five excitement, five expectation. Man, we'll see what the full trailer brings when it's released tomorrow, but I don't... I love Paul Rudd, but I'm just not interested. Yeah, I don't have any kind of love for the Ant-Man character. But this... Allows a lot of room to really like this movie. Kind of like how Guardians went in with, you don't know much about it, even as comic book fans. There there aren't expectations associated with Ant-Man. We don't need to see some definitive moment happen. So, right, might give us a little, little way to go. Matt, what do you think about Ant-Man? Do ex- expectations? Excitement, I'm right there with you fives, guys. Fives across maybe, the board maybe on Maybe even a four across the board for me august everyone's favorite fantastic four i you know what though i gotta tell you as we get closer as much as i've been like the biggest champion of hating this thing i'm still intrigued i'm like i'm really interested to see what it looks like whether that's just production stills or a trailer um i'm interested maybe even to see it maybe i will see it just out of like morbid curiosity. I think it's weird that as we sit today in January, we don't have a poster, we don't have really any stills. Not a single we, production still. Nothing. We have absolutely nothing. All we have is all the worst press on earth right. for this film. And I just I've heard people say, you know, just because a, a studio is quiet about a movie for a long time and they don't show things, you know, people automatically assume that they're trying to hide something and that, 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 that I don't know, like that's, um, it's a tell that this movie's going to well, be people bad. People say that people think that's a tell, but in reality, it turns out that's really not the case. Most times, I guess somebody did like an actual study on it or something. We don't do actual studies here. I say bullshit, and just instinctually, you know something's not right. There's a fucking reason why they're not showing you anything. Well, they pushed it back, didn't they? Wasn't it supposed to be a 
April March movie and it's now in August. I thought they pushed it back, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, to me, it really jumps out that there we have nothing. We have absolutely nothing uh, to go with. I know more about the Hugh Jackman Pan movie that's coming out in July that I have no interest in. I have more info on that than than Fantastic Four. It's crazy. What Hugh Jackman movie? Pan. Pan. Pan? Oh, Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. But they have a poster for that. I think there's a trailer. trailer. Like, just random movie. Oh, shit. Magic Mike. Double XL in July. There you go. It's your boy Channing Tatum, Matt. Jesus. Also, this this summer, something that I think we're all pretty excited about, Jurassic World. Yeah. Jurassic World, I'm legit excited for that. I mean, if for no other reason... Let's see what we can do with dinosaurs in 2015 with uh, 2015 computer effects and you know, everything. I feel like I let the media take some of the hype out of me for this. Because whenever they announced it and whenever that first trailer came out and everything, I was fired up. Yeah. But then fucking websites just beat it up. I, I just I just read online. Remember the last episode that I recorded with the Mixos Comic Book Podcast where I talked about how haters are just like these fucking morons and, and and they they like desperately cling on to the main one is too much CGI. I just fucking read on the internet somebody said too much CGI on the dinosaurs in Jurassic World based on the preview. It's like, yeah, they're fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, well, they sorry. have to be. What do you want them to be? Dogs like with fucking costumes that on? That would be amazing. I, I Men in suits. I understand DARPA is doing some great things with animatronics these days. They really but are. I don't want animatronic dinosaurs. Well, okay, look, let's be fair. In the first Jurassic Park movie, and I'm sure they did this in the second one, and probably even the third one, they mix in animatronics, like for some of the close-up things, some of the T-Rex stuff, which were pretty cool. And I think when you mix the real with the CGI, that's when you tend to get the best results. Um, but we tend to have more discerning eyes than we've ever had before. And if we go back and we watch Jurassic Park 1, we are going to see all those animatronics and their animatronic shittiness. But they're not that shitty they're they're not they're not but we still know that they're oh, yeah like robots right yeah dinosaurs don't exist well aside from knowing <laughs> he that, wasn't saying that they're real dinosaurs <laughs> but like but the dinosaur trainer the wrangler same thing with uh it, well ian you're not going to know what i'm talking about paul in the movie jaws what um, was that that's yeah, a fishing movie it's right a, it's a movie about uh yeah Reeling in the big one. Mm, big sounds good. I like fishing. Catch of the day. Ah. Um, isn't that a romantic comedy or something? Catch of the day? I, I think it's know. like... Or is that a, I don't it's know. a special at Woolies or something. No, wasn't it? Uh, it's Summer Catch with Freddie Prince Jr. and Jessica Biel. Oh, she's in that sexy red bikini, I think. Hadn't peaked yet. But anyway... Still on her way up in Summer Catch. Yeah, some moron was like, too much CGI for the dinosaurs. I'm like... Oh my god, like, you cannot, you... Now, when you see these haters, do you strike back? Are you the anti-hate police? Because I... Why not? Because I'll give myself a heart attack. If I I partake (laughs) in in some kind of, like, verbal debate with a moron... Like, you can't debate a moron. Get into a a Twitter battle, man. We want to see it. You can't debate a moron. What aggravates me is, you know, the... 
commenters can say whatever they want. You know, fuck those dudes. But when the article of an established site is like, mm -hmm, I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, I read, I, I forget where it was at, but they were comparing the Jurassic World trailer with the original Jurassic Park trailer, which are similar shots, shot for shot, the entire way through. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And Grant, like, it was done on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's not that similar from start to finish on accident. Right. Like, that was clearly a nod to the original trailer, the original movie. But the article was written like, look at look at Jurassic World. They can't even make up their own trailer. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. They're biters. Well, here's the thing. I'm starting to realize, like, as we get... We're becoming old, distinguished gentlemen here. Or, that at least old people. And as we get older, there are, like, people younger than us that are, like, dumber than us that are writing for these fucking websites that... Like, if you met them at the comic book store and you started talking to them, you couldn't take them seriously. You'd be like, really, kid? Really? Some website gives you, like, the password to their to their site, and, and you get to write a fucking freelance article for them, and now you think your opinion's valid? What's really disappointing is that I'm Piss sure off. some of these occasions are done just to incite riot on their message boards. Who would like, do such whenever, a thing? Whenever, whenever sites will do their sites will do their like Where top get ten greatest superheroes and they'll thousands leave, of hits and they'll leave Superman off just to incite riot right, on right, their right. site. Right. So and it's it's it, it's disappointing. Those guys are smart. With our preview, we should leave Star Wars off and people will just fucking lose their minds. <laughs> well, Too um, late though. I don't. Why don't we just jump right to right to Star Wars? Oh, I'm excited about Jungle Book in, in October. Live action Jungle Book has a really cool cast, uh, with voice with voice actors. Were you a big fan characters. of the old Jungle Book? I fucking love Jungle Book. Did you Book really? Program. Jungle Book was my favorite Disney movie for the longest. Really time. good songs though. I'm excited to yeah. hear those songs redone. Some really racist shit in that oh, movie too. Oh fuck yeah! But I don't damn think good this is songs gonna be in that a musical. Movie. The original one kind of is. Oh is, yeah, all, because the, it's all a, the old Disney movies are. Yeah, I, is yeah. this live action going to be a musical? I don't know. I, th I have a feeling it's going to be like Snow White and Cinderella, where it's going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be a musical. It's just going to be live action tale. So uh, before we do go to Star Wars, there's a couple others. Uh, you mentioned the Jungle Book. That's cool. Um, what about Gemini Holograms? Is is that coming out still? Is that still on? It's on the schedule for I know October. that there's a comic book for it coming out. Are you um, going to get it? Uh, we may as well talk about okay, some okay. comic book in this show. Well, I, are we doing uh, movies and then we'll transition to comic books? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Terminator Genesis, we, we saw the trailer for it before the show. Seems like maybe the most unnecessary sequel ever made. It looks okay, but like... They're trying to almost replace Terminator 1 and 2 by making this amalgam of the two. It's like they're doing the Abrams Star Trek business with it. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. But oh, I think I just said Star Trek. We'll have to play that back later. I bet that was terrible. Star I Trek. I don't think you said Trek. Yeah, it sounds like they're you know doing the time travel, blah, blah, blah. So, so we're going to rewrite it. And this, isn't a, this isn't a reboot, but it's going to be different. I'm disinterested. And, and as I was telling you guys off air, I think that Terminator 2 is probably 
my favorite act, straight up action movie. I, I can't think of anything that honestly comes close. I think it's that good. It's really good. Um, beginning to end. It, it, and this is in spite of... Um, You're very excited. Edward Furlong. Who, um, when I was a kid, thought he was like the coolest kid. I was like, man, got the little like hair in his eyes and stuff. Listens to Guns and, and Roses. Yeah, and I, he drives a dirt bike. Now, here's the thing. Like, he had the hair in his eyes, but it wasn't like kind of like like lame, like uh, Justin Bieber hair in his eyes. It was like kind of cool where he had to like kind of flick his head to get it out. But like, I thought, man, that kid's cool. He hangs out at the arcade and steals money. Um, as I get older, like hearing his prepubescent voice crackle, like as, you know, every once in a while he wants to kind of jump into manhood. Um, man, he's, and he's not a real good actor. Although I did quite love him in um, Detroit Rock City. That's what I was gonna say, but I think Sam Huntington steals that movie. The drummer, Jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Good movie. I don't think it has a whole lot of blatant flaws. But if I was going to pick a favorite part, it's probably going to be Sam Hunter. Actually, D Detroit Rock City is an incredibly underrated movie. It's a really good movie. It is. Ian? I liked it, but I haven't seen it since 1999, so... Well, just trust in us. I we trust, know what we're talking about. I trust you guys. Yeah, I liked it whenever I saw it. Well, I haven't, just don't trust on, yourself. But I haven't I gone back to movie, watch it. It must be pretty good. If we both like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I just haven't watched it recently. Haven't watched it this decade. That's actually a really good rule of thumb. If Paul and I both like it, then there's, there's something special about this. Yeah. Pat yourselves on the back a little harder, gentlemen. There you go. All right, what so, else is coming out uh, this and year? Then, and Moving then on. The James Bond movie. Does anybody give a shit? I've never been a James Bond I told fan. Ian earlier, every time I see Spectre headlines, I think it's DC's The Spectre, and I get excited until I realize it's James Bond, and then I don't give one bit of shit. I enjoyed Casino Royale after that. Didn't care before that don't care why is james bond such an enduring character why why are there such diehard fans for it i feel like it's a series that has like major continuity issues there's very little like continuity from movie to movie and not that that's necessarily needed i mean indiana jones doesn't have it either and i love that series but like there's just something stunningly uninteresting to me about James Bond. People always like spy stuff. He has cool gadgets. And this is, you know, it came up in a time before some of the big things that we like, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, as you mentioned. There weren't really, really awesome things back in the 60s, 60s. to hang on to. Like, this was the top of the line. Yeah, maybe, but like... The 60s was a huge spy decade. It was, but what I'm... Even... To this day, to this year in 2014, what is that like? 85 years later, James Bond is sharply doing the math in his head. He's like, yeah, I don't think that's 85 years. James Bond is somehow like super popular still, and not just with like you would think. Okay, 
maybe if you were growing up in the 60s, you're totally into James Bond, you still love him today, but, like, I hear, like, people our age that are, like, James Bond. Or are they just into the Daniel Craig stuff? Is the Daniel Craig-style James Bond movie enough like the no. Bourne movies that it's super people cool talk about these days? Well, people I, talk about Goldeneye as, like, a benchmark for James Bond movies. The only thing benchmark about Goldeneye was the video, video game. game. Let's be real. Was wait, Goldeneye was Pierce Brosnan, right? Yeah. It How was, is that the benchmark? It's people, Pierce Brosnan. People loved that version of James game, Bond. Dude. They love the video game, yeah. but they, they like that well, movie, Golden too. Goldeneye wasn't Pierce Brosnan. It was N64, okay? I've never seen one James Bond movie from start to finish. Wow. But I haven't been... like. I Do you like go... spy stuff? Do you like the Bourne Identity or anything yeah, like I, that? I thought the first two Bourne movies were really good. But and I want to I want to watch some of the Sean Connery James Bond movies just because they're classics. But I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Just like Mad Max. No, I'll, we're gonna see Mad Max because that's like fucking cool. Land. Probably like Tomorrowland. I'm the same way though. Like I kind of let's let's watch... put it here. This is these are the kind of bets we're gonna have. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're, not we're gonna, gonna go that. see. Oh, yeah. You guys, we're, we're all gonna go see Jaws when it comes out. We got two days to do it over the Fourth of July. Ian's never seen it. Yeah, guys, I'll go. And then it comes out. And there's gonna be more time to see Mad I like, Max. I like your black voice, by the way. <laughs> Mad Max. No, I don't know. That's your it's Channing Tatum voice. That's your like big dumb white guy voice. Oh, my, my black voice. I want my money! <laughs> With your gay ass! <laughs> I got a 50 my personal show gas! That lady sets a terrible example for your people. I know. It's awful. But go to YouTube. Type in angry black angry, lady at McDonald's. Angry woman at McDonald's. First fucking hit. It's about three and a half minutes long. You'll thank us. It's it's potentially funnier than this show. Eh, definitely, definitely funnier definitely. than this show. It just it just makes me mad. Like I don't find uh, we watched that video earlier, and it, it's I guess it's amusing, but I'm just fucking mad. I'm like, will somebody fucking beat this woman to death? <laughs> just fucking dump her in the fryer. Fucking kill this woman. It makes me question. What really happened that set this bitch off like she that? She said it. She said it. She but, ordered ice cream and they gave her french fries. But then she also said that she talked to her like she was stupid. And I'd like to hear exactly how she talked to her. I don't. My guess is probably, here is your french fries, ma'am. And then she was like, yeah. I don't oh, care. no, you didn't. I don't care how the employee talked to her. Her reaction is 100% unwarranted. I 100% she agree. She fucking shot. But the person taking that video should have instead shot her in the face. Well, her back was... You're assuming that back that person had a gun. Shot her How dare back you. of the head. This is America. Someone in that McDonald's had a gun. Yeah, that woman. Yeah, she no, said actually, that she had a gun. You cannot carry a fitty in your purse. If that woman did have a gun, she would have been using it. She was so irate. Yeah. Yeah. She was... She. Here's how horrible a person that woman was. She grabbed... And, folks, this is going to make so much more sense after you pause <laughs> the podcast and watch this YouTube Seriously, video. pause the podcast right now and then rejoin... And now. So, we're... Also, we're going to link it to our Facebook page. We will. We will. So, the woman grabs the, the like, charity... Uh, 
coin jar thing and throws it behind the counter with like all kinds of um, donations going everywhere. The poor bystander that tried to intervene and got his head bitten off by this chick. I don't know what he thought he was doing. He he put his hand on her and he's like, he "Oh, you don't, you off. can't touch her." And she said, "Back off me! Back off me!" And she like was inching closer until he like totally retreated. Right. So, Peanuts movie comes out in November. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm excited. To I'm see excited that. for that That's too. That's gonna be good. That'll be good. Looks really cute. Charlie Brown. I'll catch it when I need Snoopy. some background noise. <laughs> Whatever it's on one channels. of my premium channels. <laughs> <laughs> Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2 is also in November. And I'm excited because Mockingjay Part 1 was an arduous movie to sit through. It was long. It was definitely the studio dragging this thing out to make more money. I like when Jennifer Lawrence is Katniss and she's out there and she's a badass and she's cocksure and she's just whooping what? ass. She knows what's cocksure. up. She's making shit happen. Is that this a real movie? Thing? It is. She's okay. questioning herself the whole time. She's crying. She's it's it's yeah, but I mean she had it sucked. There was a lot of trauma that happened to yeah, this character, and I you have it. to get it. And have in the that book, and the character book is probably arc. great. And I'm sure all the fans of the book loved. That they got to see all of this stuff. I think and that, they got it included. I think that you'll have a better time with it when you see the final act of it, and you're not just stuck with this movie and well, the bad you know taste what? that you have in your mouth. With I this also, movie. I also think it's in a weird place where to fit all they could have fit all that stuff, but it would have <laughs> been like a four-hour long movie. So it was in that odd place where do we make another movie? Do we just make this one long? I'm kind of pissed that I have to wait a whole nother year. I think I would be better with it if they released this in March or something like that, where I didn't have this, you know, because it is part one, part two, and I, when it ended, I was like, all right, well, let's let's get on with the second half of this this one film that I'm watching. I thought there were a lot of cool moments in that film. Um, there were some interesting when she films. was when she was talking about the when they bomb. The hospital and she makes that speech i was pretty pretty moving stuff uh she's really a great actress and and i i enjoyed it but i can tell you that i was yawning and kind of flaming out a little bit so i'm excited next year november the, for it to little, come out little bits i thought was really cool is when handsome kids talk into the camera and he says the thing about donald sutherland's character always wearing a rose because because his mouth is so fucked up, his breath is so terrible that he uses the rose to mask that. That was cool. That was just like a cool little detail that I think was a book detail that normally would have been left out. But they were able to get it in this movie because they want to make more money. So, True. looking forward to, the, to part two. Part one, bummer. Part two, I think it's going to be pretty good. Also, in November next year, The Martian going to be Matt Damon stranded on Mars. His whole team leaves him and he has to try to survive on Mars with uh, just a, a small amount of supplies that were left there for, uh, for, for scientists to only be there for a week and he has to stretch it out for a year when they can get a spaceship back to rescue him. I read the book. Pretty good stuff. So um, Jessica Chastain, Kate Mara, Matt Damon, Kristen Wiig 
The Martian <laughs> next November. Guess she wants to broaden her horizons a little. bit. I more. guess so. It seems like a weird choice. Pretty serious right. book. So uh, obviously, Star Wars. That's the one that I'm most excited about. I think that's the one we're probably all most excited about. Am I right? Yes. It's not even close for me. Yeah. I know you guys think I'm a Marvel zombie and all that, but I am amped for Star Wars. Yeah. Well, I want to be difficult and pick something else, <laughs> like Sinister <laughs> 2, but I can't. It's it's fucking Star Wars. Um, there's been... Oh, Point Break remake. Duh. Is that coming out this year? Yeah, in July. Who's, Who's in, in that? Uh, and is there a trailer? Probably no one good. You say there was a trailer for The Martian? No. Yeah, no one. No one we know are they remaking vacation with chris hemsworth because that's what i'm a, reading right here i don't think it's a remake i think it's a what's a vacation i think it's rusty like it's rusty and his family isn't it chris vacation, vacation. like chevy chase vacation they where should, do you see that <clears throat> imdb they should oh, have yeah, um doesn't sound johnny galecki uh reprise his role as rusty since he's like a Pretty sick. Like of all the Rusties there have been, he's the most the most famous, famous Rusty. So he's Trump- making that Big Bang money. He writes his own ticket. Ah, I see. Hmm. Hmm. How about that? So Star Wars. I think we're pretty excited. Yeah. Well, that's the one we're all gonna do midnight for. Yeah, we're gonna uh, have to get on that. I told I told my boss at work like the day they announced when that comes out which was like a year ago they announced it um i told my boss i was like i'm telling you right now i'm taking the day that day after off because i'm going to midnight and i'm not i'm gonna sleep in the next day before we get up and see it again well what yeah i probably will because you know what i did for the phantom menace i saw it at midnight and then I got up and I saw it again at 10 a.m. the next morning. And then I saw it again at like 1 p.m. And then I saw it again like in the afternoon. Then I went again and saw it at like 10 p.m. Yeah, that was a little bit crazy. Me and uh, me and Justin, who was on an earlier podcast, we went to see it in, uh, in Boardman, Ohio. And we, we watched it. We were driving back to his house after, turned around in the middle of the road, went back the other way and... Saw Caught the next show. Yeah, that's really cool. I went for the midnight showing after after work that evening, and then I don't have any fun story about how I turned around or went back immediately. But I did go back that Sunday all by myself I, to watch it. Not a true fan. Well, you know, you know I went by myself. Nope. No. 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 All right. I remember that night probably a lot better than. The other, like, I went and saw episode two, episode three. Would you say you remember it more than the night you lost your virginity? Yeah, probably. Huh. How about you? (laughs) No way. Super fan over there. (laughs) So, uh, I, it was, it was, um, it was a rainy night, I remember, pouring rain. We were all like hunkered under because they hadn't opened the doors because the theater essentially closed and then reopened for business at midnight because it was a Wednesday. So like there were no like late shows going until midnight. So everybody's hunkered under the awning as it's pouring rain. And I can remember I was like at the, the end of where the awning ends. 
So the water was just like water falling off of this thing, like onto my back. And, um, it, you know, it maybe dampened my spirits <laughs> a little bit, if you will, but it didn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was just so freaking excited that that was all that mattered. Um, and I, I, look, nothing is ever going to compare to the excitement for episode one. It will never happen again in my lifetime. It might happen for another youngster out there that after this trilogy, they go on like a 30-year hiatus and don't make any more for a while. And then they finally do for somebody and that'll be their big thing. But for me, for you, Paul, for Ian, if you were here, bathroom break, folks, is what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> um, but we soldier on. We do. We don't miss a beat. But... Um, there's there's no excitement that for a film that I will ever know or experience the way that episode one was for for us, and um, but I will say this I'm probably more excited for episode seven than I was for two and three, um, and uh, that's pretty cool. clean slate this time. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Um, we we have a lot more questions. We don't. There's so much more we don't know, and even even before Phantom Menace, we knew where things were going to end up. Right, right. This is almost a little scary in a way. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen to my childhood heroes? Will I be okay watching them bite it? If that if that's what it comes to, um, but. Yeah, dude. I mean, now that we're in our mid-30s. Mid to late. We don't, we don't get up for midnight shows like it ain't no big thing, right? We, we reserve that for the special ones. The last time I did it was the first Hobbit movie, which was kind of awesome. But I'll tell you the truth. When they got to that part with uh, Gollum in the cave... I was fighting to stay awake. I was so tired. Yeah. It's like a, almost a three-hour movie. That's in the third act, I think. Um, yeah, I was sleepy, man. Like I'm like, like jerking my head back to try to stay awake. Um, but Star Wars, I'll be there. I'll I think the last there. midnight showing was episode three when we we went and. Justin, who we mentioned before in the podcast, mm -hmm. had a full Darth Vader costume that he built. You were dressed up like Luke Skywalker. I made a uh, t-shirt with the uh, <laughs> Imperial insignia on it. You know, because you can't buy those at any old Walmart or Target. Well, no, I mean, you couldn't buy... I wanted uh, an Imper the Imperial logo, and you couldn't find them at that point. We're oh, okay. talking back in 2005, Matt. <laughs> I don't know if you remember what it was like. It was very apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic. It was very, very utopian. 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 Isn't that just opian? It was very topian. 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 It was very topian back then. All right, so uh, th that's film for you, folks. Now I know that we've talked your ear off on film for the last hour and fifteen minutes, but let's spend five minutes on comic. Just books. so we can justify the title of this podcast as the McSauce. Well, 
comic book podcast. To be, to be fair to us and our short time spent on 2015 comic books, we don't know a lot. That is true. The two big companies, Marvel and DC, have big events in March, April, and May. And after that, no one's releasing anything. That's true. Because everyone's doing some kind of soft reboot. All right. So well, we don't really know. We just know what the big events are. We do. Now, okay, fine. Do we have predictions? What we think might happen? Boy, that'll make this a fun episode to go back and listen to at the end of the year. Well, we're like, man, we're idiots. <laughs> Holy shit. Are we, we wrong? So I, I have some thoughts. I have some, some predictions. Um... Well, one, I think between, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what is it called, DC's event this Convergence. year? Convergence. Convergence. Between Convergence and is it Secret War or Secret Wars? Secret Wars. All right. Between the two of them, I believe the DC one, Convergence, is going to have the, the, the real impact, the lasting impact that's going to change um, the universe as we read it. I think that they're going to use this as an opportunity to maybe right some of the wrongs in the new 52 and maybe even double down on some of the things that they got right and blend it whereas in typical marvel fashion i think with secret wars you're going to get a big crossover that seems like it's going to be this universe altering storyline just so it can kind of do nothing at the end of the day and then come back with another big story in nine months or less my biggest concern for DC post-Convergence is what they're doing with Green Lantern. Because after Convergence, three of the four Green Lantern books are being canceled. Right. On one hand, I'm like, yay, this is great. They're getting rid of all that horse shit that they don't need. Right. But there's gonna DC has already eliminated 13 books from their schedule from May on. That leaves a lot of slots for new books to fill those holes. And I'm afraid it's just they're just going to fill it with more different Green Lantern bullshit. Yeah. Maybe they will. Although I think what they'll probably do is start small. Maybe maybe they'll add one more Green Lantern book and then slowly over time over stuff it to the point where there's like five books. Like, Come on, really? Or do I we feel like Lantern the time books? for Green Lantern being the big flag, one of the big flagship books at DC is over? I don't know how the sales are doing right now. But now that Jeff Johns isn't associated, it isn't that world. They mustn't be that great if they were willing to cancel three titles in that family. So maybe it's just going mm-hmm. to be completely pared down just to a solo Green Lantern book. Maybe that's better. Maybe they'll be able to fix some of the stuff that, that's problematic. Um, it's, it, I think it can go either way, and it terrifies me, because I want the goods back real bad. Mm-hmm. I think with Marvel and Secret Wars... There are three things that I think are going to come out of it. Um, I think that Thor, at some point, will be a guy again. Yeah, that's when Thor 3 comes out in theaters, I believe. Yeah. I think that... Which isn't until 2018. or, or that not, far away? No, no, no. I'm not even sure. 16? But 17. Well, Thor, shit, I got them all wrong. Thor Ragnarok, 2017. That's when you're gonna get your Thor the Man back. Really? You, you don't think? You don't think now? You don't think that this you current think, story is gonna run gonna out of steam? Female Thor for three full comic book yeah. years. Okay. I think that Miles Morales of the Ultimate Universe is gonna come in and in some way 
inhabit the regular Marvel Universe. Maybe in tandem with Peter Parker. I don't think you're getting rid of Peter Parker. I agree. I think that they'll both exist in New York City in the 616. An offshoot of that, that means this will probably be the final year of the Ultimate Universe, which... Good riddance. Well, they already announced that, right? I think so, but this is this confirmed? is going this is going to be the the nail in the coffin. I'm not sure if it's confirmed or not, but this is this is the end. Yeah, th- this has been a long time coming. Really, ever since probably, um, oh, what was it called? Uh, Ultimatum. Ultimatum. Yeah, that was kind of like. You guys just don't know what you want to do with this universe anymore. And I think that Ultimate Spider-Man really is the only character that they care to save from that universe. I agree. And this is the way to save him. Um, so that's that's one thing that I can I I think is going to happen. And the third thing, which is a slam dunk, they're going to bring back Wolverine somehow. So you think it'll be this year? I think so. <laughs> is X twenty two still dead? X-20. Did she die? X twenty three, the hot. I yeah, Wolverine. I don't know if she died or not. I'm I'm unsure. I feel like she was written out of something somehow, but I'm I don't know. She's not knows. a main character on any of the current X books, from what I know. So she she could be dead, unsure. But that's what I'm looking for See, with I, I the I feel uh, like Marvel's gonna be business as usual. Well, that is business as usual. It's just bringing stuff yeah, back. Yeah, we'll, and... we'll roll in, roll in some of that yeah. stuff. But like, I feel like we're gonna get the same stuff we've gotten from Marvel See, in 2014, I... where every couple months they're gonna reboot a bunch of books. We're gonna get multiple number ones for things. One thing that I think that yeah. we we'll also get is we're gonna get a prominent Doctor Strange book somewhere to yep. promote that movie. Yep. There's the you know little bit of a fan. You know, chatter about getting good Doctor Strange stories out there. I know I want to see more Doctor right. Strange stuff. Now, the the flip side of that is we're also probably going to get some kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of reduction, whether in, in quality, if that's even believable, in certain things like Spider-Man or Fantastic Four, because Marvel is a, a vindictive company. Uh, they They... I think they would cut off their nose to spite their face. Um, so any film franchise that is not under the Marvel umbrella, they will take it out on that book. It seems like that's already the direction they're going with with Fantastic Four. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they do. I especially think they're going to do some shit with Spider-Man, um, as if they couldn't fuck him up even more than he already is currently. Um, with these Sony leaks where where we found out that Marvel was like really making a, a, a major play to try to get Spider-Man into their universe somehow some way um, I think they're gonna they're gonna pull any trick they need to do to get the film rights because at the end of the day I think that means more to them than the comic books legacy I think that that's still on the table for them to somehow, some way include Spider-Man and maybe not Captain America Civil War, but an upcoming movie, I think Sony wants to make that happen too. Well, I mean, that's cool. And I think Sony's starting to get serious about considering it, con- considering the the box office failure, although, you know, they still made pretty good money, um, but they just expected them to make about $100 million more 
than they made. And I think the word of mouth and critic and fan reaction is something that they're keen to. Right, and and at this point, it is hard to overcome two movies that have been pretty universally unliked. Like, I don't see you making a third movie in the franchise and then all of a sudden you turn it around. Usually you turn that shit around by the second movie if it's going to happen. The third one's usually the misstep. And, yeah, they're in trouble. And they're going to have to do something major to fix it. So maybe it is Marvel to the rescue. But um, That's what I like to hear. Marvel to the rescue. And and that could be. That could be exactly what they need. Fix that broken ass DC train. But if Sony isn't willing to relinquish some of their control, Marvel's probably going to try to do some dirty tricks in the comic book business to help, like, kind of lessen popularity for that character. I re- seriously, I could see them just canceling the book. It's a bold statement. Welcome back and listen to this episode. I, I can't see them canceling Spider Man. Because fan, like fans would go nuts. Like fans want a Spider-Man book. Maybe we fans don't like, then would be like, we don't like the current Spider-Man. But enough people do that that Dan Slott book is still one of the top sellers. I don't know, and I don't know how. I just don't. I've read it. The new Spider-Verse stuff is is okay. It's okay, but it's I'm I'm behind on it because it's not something that is forcing me. To buy this book, so you know, I I really desperately wish that we would. You know, it's funny. Marvel is so known for for being kind of a victim of its own success, and what I mean by that is they will take they'll have a, a huge hit of um, a character or a team, and then then they'll overdo it. They'll come out with offshoot title after spin-off title and until you get like five books of the same character or team until you're just like I don't even know what to buy I don't know what to follow and I don't care anymore um I forget what my point was going to be but they do that they really do <laughs> I agree with you well that's kind of what DC did after the new 52 with Green Lantern because it was yeah, it still running really good on Jeff John's run because it was Jeff John's Green Lantern book mm-hmm. and Pete Tomasi's Green Lantern core. And it was only two books. There were two clearly distinct storylines and right. teams. But then once the New 52 hit, they were like, oh, now we're going to do Red Lanterns or we're going to do Your, New exactly. Guardians. And that, okay, so I got back on track in my brain. So what, what Marvel typically does is they have all these offshoots of uh, titles like Avengers, for example. How many Avengers books are there Avengers, right now? Uncanny Avengers, Amazing Avengers, Avengers Secret in Avengers, Space, Guard, Galactic Avengers, called Guardians of the Galaxy. Secret, Super Secret, Micro Avengers. Um, but yet, we only have one Spider-Man book, not counting the Ultimate one. And um, not too long ago, we had... Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, The Web of Spider-Man, Untold Stories or Untold Tales of Spider-Man, which was written by Kurt Busiek back in the day. Now, like, why can't we get, like, at the very least, an Untold Tales of Spider-Man, a series that kind of doesn't have anything to do with the current continuity because, you know, there are some of us out there that really aren't enjoying the current 
Like a Tales of the Dark Knight. Like a Tales of the Dark Knight. A Tales of the... Spider-Man. Spider-Knight. A, ta- the, a Tales of Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. That's right. Boy, that sounds a lot less, like, intriguing. Two... I guess maybe one of them is not really a smaller book that's coming out this year. Uh, Star Wars releases this month. Marvel's Star Wars comics. That's true. That's exciting. You had mentioned that. Three of those books. You had mentioned that right before the show tonight. And I was like, I had forgotten. I'm like, oh my God, it's January. Like, you know, the other day it was September. And I'm like, fuck, that's so far away. But before I wasn't even paying attention. Boom, it's here. That's pretty exciting because, like, you've got some high-caliber talent on these Star Wars books. Like, Marvel is not fucking around with these books. Like, they went, they pulled out all the stops, and they're putting on, like, their heavy hitters. The call came down from Disney HQ. Hey, you better get some real shit on there. You fuck us. We're going to fuck you. Um, one book that we were talking about beforehand, uh, before the show, the new Archie book. That's going to have Mark Wade as the writer and Fiona Staples from Saga as the illustrator. I might actually pick that up. Look, uh, I, never, sounds I never thought I'd consider getting an Archie book, but once I saw that creative team, I, I may have to pick it up. Guys, you got to check out the Afterlife, the Archie Afterlife yeah. stuff. It's really good. Trust me. Jumping back to the Star Wars books, this is going to be a real test of Star Wars on the print page for me because I've never been a big... Star Wars, not in the, not in some kind of live action space. Like I've read all the novels. I read that Kanan prequel novel, which was solid. Mm-hmm. Didn't light my hair on fire. Uh, by the end of Marvel's last, or uh, who's doing Dark, a Dark, Dark Horse. Horse? By the end of Dark Horse's latest Star Wars run, I was fucking out. I was just getting them because it was close to the end. So if these big creative teams on these couple books, I'm not gonna get Darth Vader. But I will get Princess Leia and Star Wars. I think I'm going to get all three of them. If these creative teams don't make it happen, then um, uh, then I think I can say I don't. Star Wars doesn't work for me in comics. If, if these three creative teams don't get it done, then clearly they're going to have to call in Todd McFarlane and get some shit done. Who are you going right. to call? McFarlane. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything else to add about the potential of 2015? All this good stuff, and also some maybe some TV shows later in the year that we don't have time to talk about. <laughs> um, no, I don't have really anything to add. But just to sum it up, this is the year that I was excited about. Um, you know, let's for me, let's face it, it's Star Wars. This is the the year of Star Wars. I can't fucking wait. It's um, between uh, continue and yeah, I'm going TV right now. But between like Rebels this year, which seems to be getting better and better, like I, they're even bringing Frank Oz to to voice Yoda on it, which is pretty awesome. Uh, it, it just then later we're gonna have the Star Wars celebration in Anaheim this um, this. What is it? April, I think? I think it's this coming April, which... You'd I'm, think some news or something should well, come out of that. Not only that, I'm considering going. Oh. oh. And I don't I don't take airplanes lightly. No? No. 
Are you serious? Yeah. Did they scare the fuck out of you? Mm -mm. Dude, have you ever taken off in one? Yeah. In, 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 in the, I went to the, the Dominican shakes. Republic last year. Ugh. If there's any scary airport to land, it's that one. The 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 seat shakes and, and like just oh my god yeah no no you're um, way up um, in the sky like if you um, think about it yeah that's why you don't think and all, I'm asleep you know. I'm cruising they say you can put your headphones on mm. put them on audible out just in a plane a week ago the the scariest part was slowing down once we landed. Because like you always feel like at about a million miles an hour. I always feel like they're gonna hit the wheel is gonna turn a certain way and it's just gonna all go oh, down. Yeah. yeah, but taking off, I'm cool with taking off. Like it's it fun. wasn't it wasn't the bump on the landing, but once we were completely down, we were cruising. <laughs> we were going so fast, I thought we were gonna go back in time. I don't know, man. Like whenever you're taking off, and even if you close your eyes, which trust me, I fucking do. Yeah. I can still feel that plane like pointing straight toward the fucking sun. And I don't like it. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. Anyway, will I get on an airplane for Star Wars? I just might. It. I I don't know. What it, I find neat and also a little disorienting is when you're not at max altitude yet, and the plane banks, and you're at the window seat, and you're essentially looking straight, straight down, down at yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of neat. Kind of scary. It's a little too amusement ride at... 8,000 feet or where, I don't know what the altitudes are, but, um, so, uh, w with that convention mentioned, I do want to mention this is also a big year for the McSauce podcast because this is the year that we're going to go out and we're going to do the convention circuit this year. We have, um, we're going to do our best. We'll definitely be going to Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Philadelphia. Those are the big cons. We're going to try to make Erie. We're also going to do Altoona. Um, there's probably some other stuff in the fall that we want to get to, um, but we need to we need to work out some details. But yeah, we're gonna do our best to get get around to more stuff. Right, we're gonna be this out year, there. Get the brand out there. So, if you want to see Ian's smiling face in real life, and I know you do, or Paul's piercing what are those blue eyes or something? They're hazel. Whatever. If you want to see Paul's eyes. Come on out to Philadelphia. Is that our first one, Philly? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, yeah. there's Erie is still up in the air. I don't think the date has been set for that. Okay. Um, I think it may be early May before Philadelphia. Okay. But I'm not sure yet. So, um, so that's one of our resolutions for the year to go out and spread the word, the McSauce yeah. word. Maybe we can get into resolutions next week a little bit. We kind of we did predictions today. We're maybe. heavy on the movies. That's what that's what we do, <laughs> film. But um, but yeah, uh, through and through though, this is this is the year of Star Wars. I think that by the time um, probably May hits, because I think we're gonna get that next trailer when the Avengers two movie premieres. It's gonna be like getting punched in the face with Star Wars with a big ass lightsaber lightsaber in the to the face but you just mean like a big trailer not constant Star Wars bombardment no I think to I think it's gonna to be December. a lot of bombardment I do yeah, yeah be between uh, merchandising I think Disney when they bought that license 
they were prepared to make a like mind-blowing amount of money and i think we're gonna try asap i feel like disney wants to buy a continent with this star wars money that they're making they have one it's called disneyland (laughs) disney world disneyland they have a planet that's gonna do it for us tonight Thank you for listening. Happy New Year to everyone. We Happy New, New Year. Year. We wish you all a good 2014. 15. 15 Whoa, going back in time. 15. My name is Paul McGinty. Ian Sharpley. Matt Casale. See you next week. Bye.